Mmm, bacon bits. Oh, it's a fancy bacon oh, bit, isn't it? Yes, a uh, snobby one. Elitist bacon bit. A little Why bit. Why do we keep doing this voice? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hi, hi, listener. Hey, everyone. Hi, listener. How's it going? Hey. Uh, it's it's me here. I'm Joel. Hey, I'm Kent. And Zach's not here Zach yet. Zach will be here soon. He could walk in in the middle of this. Yeah, that's what we're kind of hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. I don't think he really cared or wanted to hear about what we have to say. Uh, Which, you know, we'll see if the audience does as well. Uh, this is something we do, I think, every other year, essentially. But we are going to talk about Sundance and the Sundance experience here Sundance on this Bacon Sundance 2023. Bit. Yes, the Sundance Be specific, because we have Festival. a ton of these. Yeah, precisely. For years to come. And we have a special guest today. We do. Oh, hey, Emily. How's it going? Emily's oh, hey. back. It's me. Hi, Emily. Hi. You're, you're like our movie buddy when we want to be snobby. <laughs> Is that, is that fair to say, Joel? Thank you. <laughs> it's like we want to go. To, we want to do the deep dive and kind of make it tedious for everyone else, but no, we're entertained. So. Emily's. I was going to say Emily's been a friend of the show for a long time now, and we're very fortunate that she's not sick of us yet, <laughs> and she gets to come in every now and then and uh, and spill her thoughts all over the microphones. Yes, that's that, that's, that's kind of a weird is. way to put visual it. auditory way of saying it. Yes. Yes. But thank you, Emily, for being here and for joining us. So tell us about well, these. Here's the thing, movies. Joel. It's it's going to be hard to talk about because well, this uh, the Sundance Film Festival 2023 ended about a week ago as of this airing, and wow, our brains are kind of mush. Yes, completely. Like I wait, lost, wait, wait, wait. I lost the ability a bit. See, ability to speak. <laughs> but why you do this every year? We I, did a record. I, I think we both overdid it. We overdid. You overdid it? We yeah. watched some nights like three movies in a row. Uh, like no. 2 a.m. Yeah. No, I'm talking <laughs> 9 to 11, 11 to 1, 1 to 3. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like this. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, let's back up. I, a I was saying, bit. I remember when I was a film student and uh -huh. people be like, oh, you just watch movies. That's so hard. But I'm like, I remember we had to watch like two movies back to back and they were like Russian and experimental. And I was yes. like, at the end, I was like, oh, my head hurts and mm -hmm. I hate life. It is one so, of these things where between movies or if you know you're kind of getting exhaust, exhausted from this, you're like, I have to do jumping jacks. I have to walk around the house or go get a soda or something mm -hmm. because you want to give your full attention to every movie you see. And then you're like, oh, this has subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, they <laughs> reached a subtitles. point. Me too, but when it's one in the morning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, on average, how many movies would you guys say you watch? Hey, Zach's here. Zach's here. Hi. Hi. Uh, pre <laughs> hey, Zach. Uh, previous years, I think, Emily, you usually have me beat by about five. I think I'm about 15. You're about 20 on the average well, year. I think my record before this was like 25. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's a lot of movies. It was. And um, I think I was better paced. I don't know how, but because we did. Okay, well, I'll but... tell you how, because <laughs> our first few days, we just jam packed yeah, the movies. And then by the end of the festival, we said, Let's take a break for like a day. So our experience, I think, was generally online. Emily, you I know you did a few more mm -hmm. in-person screenings than in I did. I saw six in person. Okay. And was that generally... Wait, up, up at Sundance or like in Salt Lake or... I saw one on opening night in Park City. It was kind of a funny thing. Was Joseph Gordon-Levitt there? No. Oh. He got there But Amelia Clark was. Oh. Yeah. So I saw her. The mother of dragons? Just as delightful, you know, okay. she always seems. But I did that thing. So my past gives me free waitlist privileges. And uh, it was the the premiere, and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna get in, but this is like the big just, hype movie. Yeah, well, it was the, it was one of the openers of what the was festival. It? Can you say the name of it? Uh, yeah, the pod yeah, it's called generation. the pod generation. Oh yeah, yeah, with, the, yeah. with babies <laughs> in the pods. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, I thought this was a great idea because I'd like I'd love my next pregnancy to just be, 
you know. You don't have to actually carry the baby. <laughs> yes, Is that in what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. In the future, yes. it's like a, almost like a Black Mirror thing where yeah, yeah it, in the it was future, definitely more of a Black Mirror type. Children of. are grown in these pods rather mm-hmm. than inside people. Precisely. Yeah. So I the the opening day of Sundance. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I I want to get movies in. It's so hard not to just see anything that opening day. I'm gonna just try and waitlist it because my pass will get me in anything for free, and. It'll, you know, th- one of the things that's nice about their waitlist system is it'll tell you if you have a good chance of if you even can see the movie once you like put your number in. It's yeah. like a lottery kind of thing. Okay. So I put it in and I was like, let's just see. And it was like, you're number nine in line. And I'm like, I guess I'm driving to Park City right now. <laughs> Which is kind of hard this time of year because it's generally snowing the week of Sundance. Yeah. yeah. And Park City is about 10 to 15 degrees colder than here. Yeah. yeah. And it was snowing. And, yeah. I, and it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's this premiere. I want to see this movie. It's going to be worth it. And then on the way home, I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> but, but Emily, you were among those critics because the first two, three days, critics are rushing to these early screenings. Mm-hmm. Why the first days? Why not? It, well, because uh, it's the premiere. Because so like you, the cast is there. Because the you're one of the elite yes. who are the first to put their mini reviews on Twitter. Mm. That, <laughs> as a critic, is the way to get noticed mm-hmm. because true. then everyone is looking for, you know, let's say the pod generation and they look it up and it's like, yeah, I had a Emily's lot of review would of show that. up <laughs> and she get a lot more likes than she normally does because mm-hmm. she's one of the first and to say like retweets. Yeah. <laughs> Especially by like, um, it's so funny cause it's always these fans of whoever the actress is. So yes. there was like all these Amelia Clark, like fan accounts that were yes. just like re- retweeting me like crazy. Of it's course like, it was. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like when I got a picture with Lindsay Sterling and all these Lindsay Sterling <laughs> accounts started sharing it. You mean your account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, all my seven Lindsay Sterling fan accounts. Yeah. But, but it is funny because there is the festival goggles. And I will say this Sundance has a, it's a special flair where of course you're going to see this movie six months early or sometimes the movies never come out. So there is, or a year. Yeah. there is something special about it, but sometimes when a movie is, is great, Man, it's great, and you want to tell everyone. But sometimes when a movie is just uh, a critic is like, "Oh, this is okay," it's really not good or for anyone <laughs> really. But critics will always say something positive. It's well, true. Online, <laughs> but let's bring, always. But let's bring it back here, real okay. quick, because the question at hand was: on average, you said, "Can't you watch about 15, 15 to 20? Yeah, yeah. And then Emily, you're about twenty. Your record is twenty five before. So, yeah. how many movies did you guys watch this year? Uh, twenty seven for me. Thirty. Yeah. Oh. In yeah. how many days? Ten. Oh, you, wow. I guess you did 10, right? Yeah. For me, it's a solid week. So I, it, I started the Thursday and yeah. then I ended um, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Now, wow. I think I did it wrong and next year I will do much better. And Emily, correct me if you would do anything differently, but I did most of mine online because ever since the pandemic hit, they released the festival online so you can stream it. And I was like, great, this is so convenient. I don't have to drive and pay $30 for parking and wait an hour for a screening and this is great. Uh, the problem is you got to throw your phone to the side of the room and just focus. Mm-hmm. And it's it's difficult. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes right? you have to have that phone. <laughs> and so when you burn through five movies in a day, and I'm taking notes as I'm going, like, do not forget about this one, mm-hmm. or pay attention to the subtitles, it gets a little difficult. And I think I would space it out more next year by going to Park City or Salt Lake in the middle of my viewings. And, and maybe watch less. <laughs> oh, oh that trying, makes sense. Yeah. We're trying to think of what the magic number is. You limit yourself a bit. I, I think the problem is, is we don't want to miss anything great. It's a numbers game, and there, mm-hmm. and you have to like go through a lot of really duds to That's find the really say, great ones. You say it's a numbers game, but on average, once again, good to bad ratio. <laughs> well, like last for every, year. For every 10 movies okay. you watch, how many are good, how many are bad? There's one great in there and one good. 
Well, and the rest I'll, are bad. Yeah. So I saw thirty this year, and there were ten that I that I really okay. Liked. This year so was an exception. <laughs> one third of the this movies. Was a good, this is, was this a good I, and I I actually rated things instead of grades this year. I did tiers because usually my grades change throughout the year. That, that's a copyrighted by Bakersfield. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I kind of did that for all the fans. Like, you're gonna sue me? Yeah. I don't know how that works, but but I was thinking, uh, you know, I'm like, if this is like a B plus in Sundance. This could just be a B later down the uh, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the year. So I'm going to give it a tier one. And so I was able to kind of space it out that way. And there were far more tier one movies this year than the previous maybe two years. So for comparison, last yeah. year I saw 23 and there was probably only like five good ones. So this was a good year. Yeah, for so this yeah. was a good year. Okay. I mean, should we, do you want a few examples of movies that let's jump right into the reviews here? For? Okay. Okay. Uh, what was our favorite, Emily? Well, it's we disagreed. Favorite? We I know. disagreed. Wait, what's your favorite? Mine was Past Lives. So yours oh, was Flora and Son. You went deep on this one. Okay, <laughs> tell everyone about Past Lives real quick. Um, so Past Lives is this story of this, her woman. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to use their names, okay? Because I, I can't think of all the characters' sure. names right now. Well, like, I know hers was Nora, but I can't remember his. Hey, Sung. Yeah, I actually got okay. it. <laughs> so they're childhood sweethearts in Korea, South Korea. And... You can tell they have this little budding romance. They're 12 years old. And her family just unexpectedly immigrates to Canada. And so the you see the, their like kind of blossoming relationship. And then with it, like a title card just shows like 12 years pass. And it's, they're, you know, now like in their 20s. Yeah. And it's the time where you start looking it's people Facebook. up on Facebook. It's the time of Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So they reconnect and they mm-hmm. start this kind of like online. And, and you just feel this chemistry between these All two. All virtual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just their only Skype. But it's magical. Star-crossed lovers, even. Yes, yeah, so it's like a yeah, definitely. It, yeah. it so feels a like Korean film. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it's taking also, place though, in New York mostly. Yeah, but she speaks English though, so like she'll speak English to other characters. Mm-hmm. So they're the Korean. It's just between them. Okay. So like she, everyone else in the movie, she'll speak English yeah. too. So it's like not full. Like Kent and I, when Kent and I are off the air, we nothing <laughs> but Korean to each other. It's true. Yeah, but um. Anyway, so then it like it basically it catches up with these characters at three points in their lives, and you kind of like you know see this romance um from when they're children. In their There's 20s. one that happens before sunrise. And yeah, it's, well, it's like it's like the before trilogy, it feels like but that. in a movie. Oh, really? Like yeah, in, yeah, it is. So it's gonna bore me. <laughs> no, it's it's less. Well, <laughs> I love that trilogy. I love that trilogy. But, I know you but, both do. But that one is more about the intellectual conversation between the two. This one's more like this this unspoken connection that the two have and, and decisions that, have always that, had. that lead to sadness. Okay, and yeah. longing. Yeah, man, this movie hurt. It, you know me; really I like good. long distance relationships. I was yeah. like, "Oh, ah, this this is too this is too close." You opened <laughs> up your mutual to Korea, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> After this, I did. <laughs> but no, it is absolutely fantastic. It will probably come out, and I don't know if it's bought yet. A twenty four bought it. Oh, and so I. Oh, think- oh, so it's creepy. <laughs> Emily and I both saw because we saw this one in Salt Lake. We saw the A twenty four title card, and we both went, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> uh, "So my favorite was Flora and Son," and this is no. Shocker. I mean, this I would have been off of Sleeping Beauty, right? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from John Carney, who did Once Begin Again and Sing Street. Oh, I know Sing Street. So these are all yes. Sundance movies. Yes. And they just kind of give them a chance to go, hey, do you want to premiere your movie here before it's bought? And it has been bought by Apple TV. So this one come out, come out a couple Probably months. In the maybe. summer, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, Joseph Gordon Levitt is in it, but he's not the main star. It's actually Bono's daughter, Eve Newsom. She's I think the star. I, I, I should. I think it's Hewsome. Is it Hewsome? Eve Hewsome. <laughs> yeah. And she plays this single mother who battles with her 14-year-old punk son. 
And Ooh, she's pretty. She's yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, she is she's so funny. In yeah, this she's movie. really funny. She's this little Spitfire yeah. Irish like woman that just is so funny. And it is the kind of comedy that you're used to in John Carney movies. Um, with it's music a little more crass well. though. Yeah, she, way more than Sing a, Street. She had a mouth on her. Yeah, because <laughs> she's like this working collar mom that yeah. Yeah. she just says whatever. And honestly, well, I, I, kids I, a punk too, I so wanted yeah, subtitles fighting. in this one because it's very yeah. Irish. Ah, like and Brad Pitt. Kent got to yes. see this Irish? one. Kent got to see this one twice, so he was able to kind of make yeah. peace Wait, whoa, with whoa, things. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> You're setting a record number of watching movies. And you're so watching I guess some movies. Twice? I saw 28 because <laughs> I saw that one twice. Why would you watch it twice? I watched this. You've got so many movies to watch. They have Sundance has this program where they give out uh, locals passes for free and sometimes it's at the end of the festival sometimes it's during summer and they say hey if you're local come to this movie free i had already bought a ticket to this movie for the next night i'm like i'm gonna go for free so i went for free and i'm like well i already bought a ticket so i'm gonna see this movie i love again and i loved it even more that's that's actually a testament to how good it may be yeah, but the experience of going to the theater once again because i kind of forgot is pretty magical yeah. because even though you're sitting in uncomfortable seats, yes, you were there with people with crappy popcorn, yes, <laughs> who are clapping for the movie. There, it's a sold out crowd. There's an energy. <laughs> there is an energy to it, mm-hmm. uh, and new excitement. There are some movies that we talk about that are so bad that people walk out, whether it's yeah. critics or people that just have to go to another movie, or the movie is that offensive. Uh, I was going to ask, by the way, because <laughs> this is something that just for me, as as my point of view here, yeah. content wise. Uh, past lives. What and what would the MPA give back? Because uh, that's thing about Sundance IMDb, they're not rated. So. There was a couple of F words, but on IMDb it says it's PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. um, but then, Florence Sun will be R because of yes. the language. Okay. There was. Yeah, you'll have to watch that one edited. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll do it for you. Thanks, again. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> but my I wish I could edit in another ending though. <laughs> another, for Florence Sun. Uh, another fa- act. She's writing fan fiction for Sundance <laughs> movies now. Uh. Yeah. It, to me, the movie just I, I need to see it again to make peace with it because I just really was literally not expecting the ending. I was just like, wait, it's over. Like what? I yeah. thought there was still another twenty minutes left. Like it, it really was kind of like right. shocking to me that I was like, I was just, you know, because like in Sing Street, you kind of felt you're like they're getting on that boat, and it's just like leading. You're like, okay, yeah, we're going to the end, and then this was like, wait, what? Like I, I really thought that there was like she was visibly 15, upset. I was, I was, visibly I really, upset. I really She's was throwing like, things and stuff. <laughs> so Sundance has a category of films because they break them down into categories. Some are like potential for award winners. Some are just hey, this was shown at another festival. We're showing it here. The one that Emily and I look forward to most because that's where we've seen The Witch and also you, the, the, you saw the, the Witch of Sundance yes. and Hereditary. It's called the Midnight. The Mid. Sorry, I can't speak. Midnight. It's not mid. Well, yeah, it's, the yeah. last couple of years. The Midnight <laughs> category, and that's all the. Really quirky movies, strange comedies, but mostly horror films. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought those were all horror, but they got comedies in there too. Yeah. The last couple of years, they've kind of like roped comedies in. And maybe mm. it was supposed to be like that all along, but there was a few years where it was just horror. So they're like the Academy just shoving all the comedy and horror yeah. somewhere yes. pretty much. People yes. won't see it. Yeah. So it's been a few years since we've seen anything really substantial. We liked Fresh last year, but... We liked it. We liked it. We didn't... It wasn't, wasn't one to be like wasn't raving. Fresh the one with... Uh, Sebastian Stan? Yeah. 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 Did you the ever see that? One? I no. told him all about it though. <laughs> yeah. We actually had a winner this year. It was one of the best movies at the festival. And yeah. it's called Talk to Me. Talk to Me. And it's a horror film that will be huge this year. That's the one with the hand. Yep. Yes. So imagine, Joel, you're at a party, right? Joel, listener, whatever. Just visualize this. You're at a party. We stra- Zach, you can listen too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Zach, how's it going? Hi. We strap you to a chair. Like you were tied up. 
and we say so it's like last friday yeah, pretty much <laughs> and there's all of us watching you with our phones and everything like that this is a modern day teen horror film and we say okay here's this weird ceramic hand and it's like this embalmed hand. But you it say looks hand, like, but the image looks like a forearm and yeah, it's a hand. It's a forearm yeah, and yeah, a hand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in this weird handshake position. And then you, you you sitting in the chair, you have your hand free. You need to shake it and you need to say, talk to me. And when you do, no one else can see this. A, a ghastly spirit will sit right across from you. And just but kinda, no one else can see it. But no one else can see it. So basically you go, oh, my goodness. And you, then, you get scared. And then you say, I invite you in. Yeah. And then Why would be, you say that? It possesses because it you. gives you a thrill. <laughs> it's it basically a drug enhanced yeah. party. It's this adrenaline rush huh. that so they you, like. So you speak as the spirit, and uh, that's why you're tied up, so you, they can't harm you at all. Yeah. And then you release the hand to let it go. You have obviously, to do it within a certain amount of time or else. Obviously, yeah. things go poorly, and that is the kind of movie this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much fun. It's so good. Yeah. It really was like such an exciting horror movie. Um, like I said, the last couple of years have been a little bit lacking, but this one really got us excited and the most well a24 bought this one as well and there's kind of a lot of talk at least online that people really want this to be like the next big franchise because there's so many possibilities that you could do with this and sure that would probably you know take the the energy out of it well, yeah. Watered down a bit, but still. <laughs> There's so but much more to explore. it was good. You guys are saying it's oh, solid. Oh, we Great. loved it. It was so much fun. It's not like, it, well, and you never watched Hereditary, right? <laughs> no, I watched clips and read the story. I know everything You felt a little sick to your stomach. Yeah, like, I got to the point where I'm like, icky. So yeah. what about Babadook? Did you, you watch that I watched that Babadook, one? yeah. Okay, so it's not like one of those where it's we want elevated to slap the kid? horror. No, well, there was one like that. But. You mean like artsy horror, slow burns. Yeah, well, slow burn well where there's like this metaphor behind it. There's not more to this story. It's just fun. Like Good. it's just a fun horror Good. movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean that we might, don't all have to try to be deep. It well, follows. Ex- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just it's just a great concept, but it's executed so well. And the ghosts, the makeup mm-hmm. is so effective on all of them. They are like. So it's not the same ghost each time. No, it's different ones. And so that's why there's so much Like, for example, one of them, one of their parents is dead and they're trying to reach their parent. But, you know, you shouldn't really do that. Yeah. So like one is a princess, one has a cage on their head, (laughs) one is a... It's kind of like a sense, honestly, where like they're just, you know, type of ghosts like that, where you like see like, oh, they have clearly have some story, like what's going on with them. But the makeup of all of them is so effective and so creepy. And there were just scenes that really like really was getting me i was like ah. yeah <laughs> but it's good. so that one is one that we're really super excited for people to see when that truly comes out and then there are a lot in the middle yeah I, I just want to chime in real quick and just say how adorable it is that you two are speaking like a hive mind right now <laughs> <laughs> like everything is we liked it didn't we yeah. should we be bad and should we watch another movie let's be bad well there are times where we disagree though I'm trying all, to think of movies. Of yeah, them? Can you guys think of a movie that you one of you liked and one of you okay, did not like? I liked like? a movie called Magazine Dreams more than Emily. Well, yeah. This is Jonathan Majors. I'm, not, is, I'm not talking, you know, liked more than I'm talking. <laughs> is there one that like one of you totally liked and one of you totally did not like? I think if anything, there would be one that I was like, you should watch this one. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Like but, there was a couple like that. We're talking or, about Magazine Dreams. You mentioned that. Well, one. Magazine yeah. Dreams, I just liked a little bit more. This is Jonathan Majors, who's going to be in Creed 3 and, and Ant-Man. And he plays this guy, this bodybuilder who has a mental illness, and it's kind of his Nightcrawler. This is just a character study. Uh, we should clarify Nightcrawler, the movie starring <laughs> Jake, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and not the blue. Not the Alan coming. Yeah. Yes. No, he, he has to see where he teleports, but when he does <laughs> teleport, watch out. Yeah. So but but he's very menacing. Yeah. yeah, it is that kind of movie. Yeah. But it's a little bit too long. Like I thought, hey, with a, a slightly more a better editor i hate to say that because no, they are first-time needed. filmmakers yeah that's i think that was the biggest problem with it is 
we thought. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really, it just, it needed an auteur, like you said, right? Yeah. But like it needed someone who really uh, just drove the story forward. It just, it just felt repetitive a bit. But the performance was amazing. Um, I mean, and let's be honest. When you and I disagree, it's slight disagreement. <laughs> I mean, he loved Florenza, and I just, I was mad about the ending about it. So yeah. that's, that's kind of something. <laughs> All right, Emily, are there any like worst movies of the festival uh, you want to talk about? Yeah. Well, that's one I guess you could say we disagreed on, but mostly because I fell asleep, which was called Divinity. Oh, yeah. It was this, it, this one felt like Eraserhead. I feel like you would hate it. Where it was black and white and just totally. Steven Dorff is in it, though. Are they making Divinity the candy? Um, it close, but it's like this like perfume potion that and gives it you like makes you immortal. Yeah, more immortal. Doesn't have anything to do with the story, but it does. They kind of like at the very. I woke up for like a moment where they were kind of explaining that, and then I woke up for like this claymation fight. What? <laughs> yeah. a, a giant? That sure wasn't a dream, Emily. No, no. I watched this one at three thirty in the so. morning. <laughs> this Why? giant bulked up Steven Dorff was in claymation, <laughs> and this little ninja guy is fighting him, and it's it's not great claymation either. But they're like destroying each other. And I'm like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like you blink and you're like, did I rest my eyes for five minutes? And this is what's happening. But well, well, so what we're learning is you guys are sleeping through movies and watching them late was, in the night. No, he, I just feel like that, and, then, and then you it. review them the next <laughs> day no. being like, no, I, I didn't review that like one it. because I, I, I didn't feel like I could. But you're like, man, that had did. a lot of snoring in it. <laughs> oh, wait, that was me. That was me. <laughs> I just I thought that, that was one of the points in the festival where I had just really overdone it. And I was. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Just take me sleep. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to sleep. Yeah, truly. Uh, what was the worst one? The for worst Emily? one is called Bad Behavior. And it is with Jennifer Connelly. Rude. Oh, no. I know. I like Jennifer Connelly. I do, too. And I was, so that's why I wanted to see it. And this is the thing, as we always say, is Sundance is kind of sold off of one image. One image and a brief description. And um, so you go through the the program beforehand and you look and see what 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 what's there. And... The picture of Jennifer Connelly, she has like tears in her eyes and she just, it looks so serious. And I'm like, oh, this one's going to be so good. She's bringing it. You yeah, can it's tell like, it's from the picture. Yeah, you can tell because she's like feeling emotions like it's a requiem or, yes, or like a dream or a dream. something. Yeah. No, but it was so, I can't even tell you. But what makes it bad? Like c- certain things will make a movie okay. bad. Like, like bad acting, I don't think it would apply here because it's Jennifer no, Connelly, No, it's not. Right? It's because it's aimless and pointless. And yeah. What is happening? Why does this movie exist? This is the stupidest thing I've ever and, seen. And, and I think a lot of people listening, they think of Sundance movies as the artsy fartsy stuff. Like that there's like, no, aimless, pointless, there's, and there, it, there's not marshmallow there's no art to it. Uh, and animation this, fights. This is the movie. Yeah, right. This is the movie that they should think about because truly it feels like it was all improv on the spot. Mm-hmm. They're just nah, creating scenes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Boo. But, but not for comedy's sake. They're like, uh, we're going to act like babies in this scene. Yeah, there's this scene where she's like, so she goes to this spiritual retreat because she is a child actress grown up. Okay. And she has issues. Which is true. Yeah. I don't and know so the she, issues, but yeah. She has issues. So she goes to this spiritual camp thing by like Ben Winshaw. Mm-hmm. And he's The voice just, of Paddington? Yes. And he's just like, there's this one and she there's this model there that is like, I, I don't want to get old. And Jennifer Connelly takes offense at that since she is an old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an old. You oh, know. Throwing back to yeah, exactly. Yeah. old oh, seasons. Yeah. But like, so she takes offense at it. And then they have this stupid workshop where Jennifer Connelly has to pretend to be her baby. And she's like just holding her in a blanket and just like, and Jennifer Connelly starts bursting out into tears. And I was just like, See, what? What is you're this saying stupid? actually sounds like a plot, though, Emily, no. because when you're watching this yeah, two hour movie. What is the plot synopsis, though? Yeah, the plot synopsis, I mean, it actually makes. It's actually really funny reading it on 
the, on Sundance's site because they make it sound like this really great movie. And Lucy, a former child actress, seeks enlightenment at a retreat led by spiritual leader Elon while she also navigates the turbulent, turbulent relationship with her stunt performer daughter, Dylan. Okay, you agree this is terrible? Oh, it's absolutely terrible. And that's the risk, right? When you when people buy tickets to Sundance, they're about $25 and they are taking a risk because you want to buy your tickets fast before they're sold out. Mm-hmm. So it is just kind of a crapshoot every single time. <laughs> yeah, there may be some hype behind certain movies that have, may have already been bought, but you know to going going in that $25 is going towards a new experience rather than a great movie. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you're lucky. Yeah. That's kind of the Sundance way. Well, and it's so interesting because some of these are like first-time writer-directors. Uh-huh. Like, um, I mean, that's the whole point of Sundance. It's supposed yeah, to be this yeah. independent, and, and, never made a film before. Kind yeah, of and there, sometimes they're, it's great. Like uh, Past Lives was a first-time and uh which was was my number one and the other one that i want to give a quick uh shout out to was uh fair play that was also which is really great you can give a quick if you want to or not but that one was also a debut feature so it's really impressive when people can come out of the gate like you don't know anything about this filmmaker yeah does that mean they peaked then maybe sometimes sometimes (laughs) as we've discussed on other shows we have yeah uh joel zach i cried twice no, you oh. didn't. Was it when you were watching one of those movies at 3 a.m. and like, I just <laughs> yeah, want you're to just, sleep. <laughs> I just want to like, sleep. Oh, I'm out of Mountain Dew and My I have to watch hits. another one. You already mentioned you, you cried at Past Lives. Uh, no, Past no, Lives, didn't. I didn't cry. I just walked out going, wow. Oh. Like, it got me. Two years ago, I cried at Coda twice during that movie. Uh, I did cry during Coda, too. Good. So That's this one, movie. there's a movie called Radical, and this is an inspirational... Uh, Radical? Radical. With the, I've seen that with the, the bike racing, the yeah. BMX bicer. It's no. rad. Yeah. This one is the longer version. It's Radical, the oh. Snyder Cut version. Okay. <laughs> it has the teacher from Coda in it, though. Yeah, the music oh, teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's teaching at this impoverished school down in Mexico, and it's it's an inspirational uh, teacher story with, that we've seen before, mm-hmm. but somehow like the charisma of this guy, it's Eugenio Derbez. Mm-hmm. He is so amazing in, the, in this movie. Is it English language or is it in Spanish? It's Spanish. It was Spanish. It was early on in the festival. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to take it. I think. I, I don't know. It was so <laughs> it, del- it's it really was so good. delightful and then heartbreaking. It got me. Yeah. And then my other movie was still uh, a Michael J. Fox movie. Oh, yeah, the documentary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And this is like a weird documentary because it's interviews with Michael J. Fox today and he's going through his life and career. But there's like a, a, the, a back of an actor that looks like young Michael J. Fox uh, going into like meeting meetings and stuff like that and different movie sets and stuff like that. So it's played kind of like a movie. Uh, but the way the story t- is told is amazing. And Michael J. Fox, like it, it brings a new appreciation for what he's gone through mm-hmm. and how funny he still is. Yeah, mm-hmm. even throughout it all, and yeah. that one by the end got me because he was diagnosed with Parkinson's a while. Uh, Nineteen ninety. Oh wow! And so. It was that. It was that. Yeah, early? he wow. didn't tell everyone until about ninety nine. Yeah, cause oh, I remember. Okay. But yeah, he's been. But he's been. Uh, he's been very open about it. He's talked about it a lot. Yeah. he's kind of been a champion for finding a cure. Yes, and so I think he's earned a lot of respect these last couple, these last yeah. few decades because of his fight. It's a must see. This one will be on Apple TV probably this summer. Oh yeah, uh, content wise. Yes. What are we looking at with the the last couple we talked about? The bad behavior, fair play, and radical. Oh, well, don't watch bad behavior. Yeah, I can't even. I I can't even remember. <laughs> uh, uh, fair play, rated R. Yeah, Fairy. that one will be R, and it will be on Netflix. Netflix bought that one. Mm-hmm. A radical um, will be PG thirteen because there's I think violence. I think PG thirteen. Talk still? to me. That one is hard because I don't. I don't remember there being swear words, but maybe the gore might push it. But I okay. think it might. It could be PG thirteen. Could be I trust R. you? Because if Ken said there's no swear words, there's so, at least seven. <laughs> so, so still, and I want to say it's going to be PG thirteen because he references the times when he partied. 
Okay. You know, those kind of parties, but it doesn't show anything. Yeah. It's just him referencing like, yeah, I was dumb. I was really dumb going to these parties. Yeah. So I'm thinking PG-13 for and references. I think Divinity probably are. Oh, for sure. No, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that one was awful. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of Joel, the ones I'd recommend to you. Polite Zach. Society. Do you think he'd like that? I oh. do like being polite. And I like society. <laughs> polite society yeah. is... It's kind of like a Scott Pilgrim versus the world a little bit, but Bollywood. Oh, I watched Sisters. the trailer for that one. Yeah. Bollywood yeah. Kung Fu. Yeah. It was good then because I saw the trailer and I went, you didn't tell me anything about what the story is. You don't really need you to don't, know. The story goes off the rails, but it's still fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But watch that one. You'll like it. Out of 27 movies and 28, if you count Flora and Son, I think I'm at like a 28, 29% quality rate. Which is a high rate for Sundance. Yes. I have a couple for, for Joel, for the family friendly, because okay. I watched the two kids yes, section you movies. You didn't. But there's one called, it's a Utah filmmaker called Aliens Abducted My Parents and Now I Feel Kind of Left Out, which has... That's the whole title? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it has uh, Will Forte. <laughs> Will Forte? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, that's Forte. Okay. Yeah. And Elizabeth Mitchell. They're like, and then... Um, Why do I know Jacob, Elizabeth Mitchell? Who's uh, she? Lost fame? Yeah. And then the yeah. wife yeah. in Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and Jacob Tremblay's sister was the was the lead. Is that how she's cast? Yeah. <laughs> and Jacob Tremblay's sister. <laughs> so that one was I th- I thought it was really cute, but the they kind of like have the ending's a little bit goofy, but it, it was really a sweet movie and totally PG. Honestly, okay. it was really good. Um, and then I saw The Amazing Maurice, which was my daughter's very first Sundance screening, and Aww. it felt like any other DreamWorks movie, and I was bored. <laughs> Okay. But yeah. it was about a cat, mm-hmm. you know, an animated cat. So I was excited, but it, it kind of was false advertising, honestly, because it was more about these rats. And I'm like, I don't You were mad because yeah, you know like, cats I so much. Ratatouille cat already exists, okay? Yeah. I want a cat movie. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's Sundance 2023. In a nutshell. A one of the better years yeah. I've experienced in but the past 11 years. But is it better because years. of the quality of movies or is it better because you watch movies and therefore had a larger sample to pull uh, from? It's the game of numbers. Uh, although I think if we stopped... Watching movies three days in, I think we would have seen the best movies. And then Mm -hmm. the final two we saw were Flora and Sun and Past Lives. So we ended really well. So we started well and ended well. If I look at my... Because I did a before the festival of... my anticipated. Yeah. And most of the ones on here... There wasn't that many that like... That were worse than what like were on my list, you know. Yeah. There was a couple letdowns that were on my list, but for the most part, the horror like so I wanted Run Rabbit Run to be good and Birth and Rebirth, mm-hmm. and then Infinity Pole. I was a little so there was like maybe three, but then like the rest were all pretty good. So I do think it was a better year, and it was kind of the ones that I most wanted to see ended up being good. And so yeah, this this bigger pull helped, but I think the ones we would have prioritized were good anyway. Yeah, I do want to ask. So just. Use your uh, put on your foresight goggles, if you will. Look into your crystal balls. Whatever right. you may say, what is going to be the biggest movie coming out of this year of Sundance? What is going to be the biggest hit, either with critics mm-hmm. like the, the Academy Award winning uh, Coda, yeah, which right. just won last which year. Which I never would have. I mean, out of that we year, knew it was we, great. No, we knew it was great, but we didn't know it was going to win Best Picture, and we thought that year Mass was going to. Which I don't know if you've ever seen that. You should. It's really good. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So that was a shock though, because I was like, oh. Those are gonna. That one's gonna be an Academy Awards player, and it the, nothing. The biggest deal will be Magazine Dreams. I, I th- because yeah. Jonathan Majors will have so Just much for hype the acting for the acting. He will be nominated. I don't think next the film's year. gonna go. I don't know but, for what he does in the movie. I think the film will be elevated as well. Okay. My hope is past lives, but it could kind of honestly go either way. I, I've learned enough. Is there going to be an audience hit, like a Napoleon oh, Dynamite kind of sleeper hit? I think Talk to Me will be the financial hit. 
Logan? Yeah, yes. It, yeah, the horror I think, movie with I think, I think so. I think that could really, like we said, if if they play their cards right, they could make this like a Saw franchise where like they're just making a bunch when of When the these. first two are awesome. I mean, Which numbers was also wise, movie, not quality wise. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And so, I mean, obviously we've talked a little bit about these movies here, but you guys do have places where people can read your full reviews, right? Yeah, Emily? Yeah. Moviesofmayhem.com. I'm back Wait, to .com. You're .com now? <laughs> yes. What was it before? Uh, it was a dot, uh, .au. is Australian no, 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 website, no, no, no. right? <laughs> so years ago, I started out as .com. And then one year, I just like didn't renew the rights and lost it. And then it became a Japanese underwear site. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I think that was a Sundance movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> These underwear side. Great family movie. Yeah. yeah. But then my <laughs> we checked and it was it was back again, so we we took it back. <laughs> so you're a .net. Yeah. I was .net for a couple of years, but I'm back to being .com. And once again, it's movies mm, mayhem. Yeah, movies <laughs> like salt and mm, yes. pepper. Movies mm, mm, mayhem, salt mm, and pepper. Yeah. Obligatory. Mm. It's .com. It's <laughs> yeah. .com. And then mind showtimeshowdown.com. Uh, wow, Emily does reviews for pretty much every movie or every other movie on I its was, own. Yeah. I, well, I did a recap every single day of yeah. every single movie that I saw. So it was, yeah. it was Emily, Emily is a Sundance hype girl. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I saw 15 movies. Let's talk about it real quick. Yeah. So That's why I'm here. I'm just Sundance exactly. hype girl. Well, so, thank you, Emily. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Emily. Thanks for giving us a little taste of what Sundance like so we don't have to go and watch all these movies. I do. Uh, <laughs> any other final thoughts before we head out? Yeah. We'll, so we'll see you about next year. You never know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope so. Hmm, Sundance. Strap you to a chair. So it's like last Friday. Yeah. <laughs>